Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. I said no, mate. I've had no discussion with them, mate. I haven't been speaking to anyone, mate. Well, I've never had a job offer from Japan, mate. There's no offer. So is Japan an option? I don't know, mate. You have to ask Sydney Morning Herald. They seem to know more than me. They do know more than Eddie. And sure enough, as reported in the Sydney Morning Herald yesterday, 42 days after walking away from the Wallabies, Eddie Jones has been chosen to return as head coach of Japan, according to multiple... Japanese reports. How are you feeling this morning, Tommy? Good morning to you. Yeah, it's been an interesting few days. Um, who would have thought, eh? Mm, I said. <laughs> uh, just, just astonishing, though, isn't it? Can, can you? I guess we're all speculating and spitballing here, but you know, why, why so many denials from Eddie? Uh, would he have been better off saying, "Look, you know, we had a, a general chat. I've had a connection to Japan rugby for some time, and and kind of left it at that." Yeah, initially when we got that information, that's what we thought might happen, that Eddie would sort of spin it as saying it was an informal chat. But clearly he went down the denial path, which is quite extraordinary. And clearly the whole premise of this story was, you know, around the fact that he was still employed by the Wallabies, still had four years remaining on his deal. So um, he dug his heels in and took the denial path. And yeah, he might try and spin it and say that Japan only came knocking this week or last week and they've miraculously come to terms for a, for a new four-year deal. But um, yeah. My paper stands by the original story and that Zoom interview on August 25 happened before the World Cup. Yeah, and well done to you. And I know you've been resolute about your story and, and right you were. And this is exoneration, of course, Tommy. So congratulations to you. But, you know, it's interesting. And, and I think about how long they've had Eddie penciled in as a potential national coach and whether on some level they got cold feet after the Wallabies insipid performance of the World Cup. You know, his stocks are down at the moment, Eddie, or do they look at that as sort of a bit of an aberration? We know what he's done for us previously with that South Africa victory, his connections to the country, he speaks the language, and do they just sort of, is that something they just sweep to one side, I wonder? Potentially. You wonder whether Eddie was promised this job by the President all along. There have been rumours circulating that there was a long-standing offer for him no matter what, but ultimately there was a process that was run, Franz Ledecky, from South Africa, um, who's coaching in Japan, was, was there and he did an interview as well. So there was a, a formal process. But Japan have clearly had to pick that on merit. Um, and when you look at the cold hard facts of what Eddie Jones has done in the last two years, it's pretty ordinary. So mm. I'd be fascinated to see how Japan spin this and sort of speak about this appointment because, quite frankly, at the moment, Eddie Jones is damaged goods. 
I wonder too if we're going to hear from Phil Wall. You know, he was asked time and time again, are you going to pick up the phone of the JRFU just to get confirmation? And Phil's response, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Tommy, basically said, no, look, I'll, I'll take Eddie on his word. Yeah, and rightly so. Like, wouldn't wouldn't you? Like, if, if I mean, maybe the only flaw of this whole thing was that Phil Warren, Hamish McLennan could have got the, the answer a little bit earlier if they'd rung Japan, but they said it, we didn't feel like it's our place to do so. Um, Phil Wall's up for media today. There's a Super Rugby sort of press conference today, and I'd be curious to see what he says around that um, when he gets asked about the Eddie in Japan thing. I, I believe that Australian rugby wants to move past Eddie. He, he's clearly dominated headlines, and it hasn't been a particularly great time with him in charge, but... Um, if a guy says to you there's, there's nothing in it and Japan's not an option and two months later he's about to be unveiled as their coach, um, you wonder whether Phil Wall will have his say. Mm, mm. Well, I think it's going to hurt them for a while. And we know Hamish McLennan is gone. It's sort of a you know, collateral damage in a sense. Uh, this is part of the fallout from this failed World Cup campaign. But you know, at, at the time... Uh, I quite like Dave Rennie and I like what he did in that spring too. I suppose, and I think a lot of Australian fans were probably in my boat too, Tom. We thought, okay, well, given what he's done, Eddie, and, you know, he's a publicity machine, you know, maybe this could have been a masterstroke. It didn't work out that way. But, you know, do you think, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. At any point, was it worth the risk? Look, I'm going to say that I think it was. Uh, results were okay under Dave Rennie. I think, yeah, hindsight's a beautiful thing. It was clearly... Um, not what they expected, but in, in what world does a guy sign a five-year contract with you and, and say, I'm in for the long haul, and then eight months in, is speaking to another union. Does that say more about the problem in Australian rugby and Eddie thought it was too hard? Um, I do have a little bit of sympathy for Rugby Australia not being able to foresee that, but by the same token, I'm not sure a whole lot of due diligence was done on Eddie Jones because, yes, he's got a great record at World Cups. He's a, a very esteemed coach, but there is a lot of baggage that comes with him, and he took Rugby Australia for a ride. And, um, yeah, uh, again, we'd love to know what the players think about Eddie Jones turning mm. out in the Japan Polo this week, provided that it is signed off by the board on Wednesday, which is the last tick of approval. Yeah, yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, did it, when Raylan Castle was in charge, Tommy, were they at some point entertaining the thought of an Eddie return and then passed on it? I'm sure I'd read that somewhere. And then if that's the case, then I wonder why. What did they see that perhaps McLennan and the current board didn't or were willing to look past? Yeah, so the way it transpired at the end of the 2019 World Cup when Australia lost to England and Michael Checker stood down the next day, there was all sorts of talk around who will be the next coach. Um, Raylene Castle said at the time that she did reach out to Eddie Jones to see whether he was interested. It was very informal. I suspect that that was almost just a passing tick of, you know, a box-ticking exercise to say that they'd reached out to Eddie. He had re-signed mm. with England and his intention was to stay there. Um, and in the back pocket, Rugby Australia already had Dave Rennie, who was very, very far down the line in terms of hiring him. Um, so that was never really going to come to fruition. Eddie okay. sort of never really got into whether he would come back to Australia then, but um, he clearly swooped and while the time was right after being sacked by England in December 2022. I'm interested just in your thoughts on the signing of Mark no one going to Tawasi to the Roosters. And I've seen some of the reaction from people in rugby circles saying, yeah, you know, wonderful player, maybe playing it down a bit, you know, bringing up defensive deficiencies and the rest of it. But the fact that he took less money, I mean, at, at some level, Tommy, that's got to be a, a bit of a blow to the code. Yeah, I think it definitely is. He's a guy who they pin their hopes on and he's a very good footballer. Um, the, the money thing is interesting and I think it says a lot about Mark. He's not a money-hungry guy and he's doing it for the right reasons. 
I just think he wants to play in the NRL. Um, he's in the prime of his life, gets a couple of seasons at the Roosters. He's had that taste of a World Cup with the Wallabies. That'll line him up nicely for 2027, where I think we'll really get a sense of what he wants to do, whether he wants to come back to rugby at a home World Cup or, or stick it out and continue in league. And, and look, he might not prosper in league, absolutely. There's no guarantees of that. And that's why the Roosters haven't thrown crazy money at him. So he's just, I think, wanting to scratch that itch. He's always wanted to, and... The way rugby's going at the moment, do you blame him? Um, he can come back for that World Cup, but yeah. Um, ultimately, it'll be a swap with Joseph Suwili in, in November, so at least rugby's got that to look forward yeah. to. Yep. I oh, know you love your cricket. You were going cricket back in the day. You would have seen that pitch last night at, at, in Geelong. Uh, you would have played on a few sticky wickets back in your time, Tommy? Yeah, 100%. I remember a game at Hurstville Oval one time coming forward to block a ball and got hit in the head. So oh. um, we kept playing that game. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Get playing. They're, uh, they're too mollycoddle these days. Get on with it. We've got a paying crowd of 6,000 at Cardinia Park. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was pretty nasty, though. So, hang on, you came forward. So it would have been a pretty full delivery, forward defence, and it's hit you on the head. Yeah, like I tried to block it on the front foot and it hit me in the head. And then their wow. bowler proceeded to have a go at me and spray me. And then I proceeded to say we should get a proper curator. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, turn into a ding-dong battle. But, um, yeah, we, we played on unlike last night. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing with being a batter or a batsman, right, is that at the end of the day, the bowler can give you all the lip in the world, but they've still got to turn around and walk back to their mark. So you'll never lose the steering contest. <laughs> Good to chat as always, mate. Thank you so much for your time and congratulations on your stellar reporting on this Jones issue in the Sydney Morning Herald. Thanks, Julian. Take it easy.